On episode two of Convergence, Brendan and I talk about whether and how it's possible to get what you want out of life with way less effort. So uh, you've got follow-up from when last we spoke. I do. A couple things that we talked about. We, we had mentioned the term right action, and I, uh, I was stumbling over my memory trying to f- remember where I knew that from. And, and you had mentioned uh, Buddhism, I think. I had mentioned uh, to be magnetic, and I think neither of those are, well, neither of those are where I know the term right action from. I know it from Enneagram work, um, and actually from being a nine, um, uh, a nine will is typically um, averse to causing any disruption in other people's lives. They don't want to. They want to keep the peace, both internally and externally. And so they often don't do things. They uh, they um, will will think things, but not like put that action out into the world until there is some sort of justice issue or or conviction or or state like um something that that goes beyond like okay i i I don't care whose feathers i ruffle i this is right action for me this is something i have to do a transgression has been has occurred yeah and therefore a right must be wronged or wrong a wrong must be righted yes exactly exactly and i was confusing that in with two big magnetic they have aligned action aligned action for for that is um something that aligns with your authentic code uh, in, in, in this manifestation world, you create four words, that's your authentic code, and you run everything that you do by those four words to make sure that it aligns with, with you in some way and aligns with what, where you are and where you want to be. And uh, I think the combination of those two, aligned right action, is uh, the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, always, always, always for some ARA. Um, I... Talk, talk to me about manifestation. Oh my god, dude! Uh, it has, it has brought me so many cool things. Um, and by things, I don't mean possessions, but just happenings. Um. So I so so manifestation, um, like there's a whole big world of it that that just people just generally know and. I know just re- one segment of it, which is this paid program <laughs> uh, called To Be Magnetic, uh, where it, it's kind of like a, it's a service for rich white women who want more of their own stuff. Like it's, <laughs> it's kind of, it's really, um, the, 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 the program is designed pretty <laughs> For, for for a segment of our audience sure. but the lessons apply to sure. everybody which is really great <laughs> um and uh it's a way of, of of getting you to do things for yourself to get your to get your head in the right space to get your actions in the right space for you to achieve the goals that you want um a big part of it is making lists like lists of the of the minor and major fan manifestations that you want to bring into your life um and also in in the, the program that i do it's also about re reprogramming your traumas and your um your damage uh so like there's a 
there's an inner child workshop where you go through different stages of childhood and you do these uh, guided meditations that have binaural beats and, and, and they have like uh, different prompts for you to do tapping on yourself so you can kind of get an EMDR like back and forth sensation in your, in your brain. And these will help you unblock um, uh, traumas in your mind and, and, and things from the past that are keeping, that keeping you stuck in your current patterns and current way of thinking and breaks you free from that so you can see the wider world, you can open your mind a bit. And it, it does it in a real, TBM at least does it in a really gentle way, uh, guiding you through the process step by step. Um, there's a lot of prompts for journal entries to get you to express and, and uh, dump um, the, the details out of you and, and, and uh, get some movement momentum going. And um, yeah, so it's mostly, it's, most, it's mostly like figuring out your authentic code, which is like four words that you run everything by. And, and for me, my four words are love home, art, and growth. And to me, those mean a lot of things. They don't just mean those, like the dictionary definitions of those words, but, um, you know, love for me is not just my love for Margaret, but also my, my love for my friends and my cats and, 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 um, literally everybody. And, um, like just the, the idea of loving in general is, is something that's really important to me. And so, if something in my life I encounter is not a loving action or a loving situation, th th that's not for me. I, I, I don't want to be causing harm. I don't want to be disrupting people and that kind of thing. So that would be something that would, no, I'm not going to do that because that doesn't align with me. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, the, the authentic code, um, doing journal entries, doing, um, uh, meditations, guided meditations, uh, and th these are the kind of the core things for the TBM side of the manifestation world. Outside of the manifest, outside of TBM, I think there's a lot of like vision boards and um, positive thinking and like stay, something called like staying in the vortex. And I have no idea what the. I mean, I, I know what a vision board is, but I, I it, like Pinterest is great. But <laughs> one of the things that uh, one of the things that Lacey Phillips, the the creator and, and curator of TBM, says is like, you know, if you if you clip out uh, a couple walking on a beach and put it on your vision board for your uh, for your your partner, like you're you're trying to call in uh, the the person that you want to marry, and you put you put a, a picture of a couple walking on the beach, well your brain is seeing two other people walking on the beach. Like it's not seeing you. And, and it's you, one of the big things with, with being able to actually call in and bring in the things that you want on your manifestation lists is to know that you can have that. And, and, and part of the reprogramming is, is being able to see, to believe that if that person can have it, I can have it, that we're the same. You got to find, oh, another big part of it is finding expanders. Expanders are other people or other situations that you can relate to and see, like, they're just like me. They've had this same background. They've had the same struggle. 
I've, I've been, been through that. If, and if they can get through that and now have what I want, I can have that too. Yeah, I can't, I can't recommend uh, uh, To Be Magnetic enough, even though it's, it's kind of pricey and, and, and very silly at times. The, it's 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 really great it um the the man the the meditations they're called di's for deep imaginings uh are so interesting there's quite a big variety of them but they're all kind of the same uh they got the binaural beats going on and it's lacey phillips or sometimes a couple other people just you know giving you a few things to kind of keep you down into a theta state and then um giving you these prompts that like i can't even i can't even recall them because i feel like you know I'm, i'm just in this subconscious like state where i'm not even really thinking about anything and that's a cool thing too is that uh the you can't you can't consciously According to To Be Magnetic's teachings, you can't consciously get your self-worth up um, because then everybody would do that. We would consciously think, let's, let's, I'm, I'm just, I'm worth it, you know? But like, you, you have to do it through the subconscious. Your subconscious has to realize that your worth is there. And when you, and when you realize your worth is there, that's when things come in and, and you achieve the things that you, that you want. Because you're calling in things that are above your self-worth because you're not, you're not there yet. Otherwise, you'd have it already. And, uh, and so you gotta, you got to do the work to raise your self, subconscious worth. And when you're in these specific uh, deep imaginings, meditations, uh, according to them and from my experience, you're you're at the subconscious level listening to these things and it's it's helping reprogram and and create new neural pathways and through repetition those pathways can stick and all the goodness comes in and and i can tell you about the list of things that have that have come into my life since i started doing this and it's long (laughs) there's an interesting use uh, it's going to sound like an absolute curveball tangent but there's an interesting use i think in something like ai in being able to consume for lack of a better word uh or or sort of understand all of these programs because there are many and 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 i think you know something that you said earlier about it being silly in places i think this is what's really interesting is is how bits and pieces we take elements from programs whether it's self-improvement or whether it's you know business marketing um you know uh, health whatever whatever those things might be we take the bits that apply to us and feel like they speak to us and then we reject or we ignore the bits that feel a bit you know silly um you know there, there are communities i'm in where some of the language just it's just it kind of makes my eyes roll into the back of my head but I enjoy the other, you know, 95% of, of, you know, what I'm there for. And there's something interesting, I think, about an AI product or, or something that can know that about you, know the things about which you're cynical um, and the things that you are engaged with and maybe the things that you're okay to be opened up to, you know, I think. Yeah, I, I, to, to that point, I just, uh, I was listening to Alan Watts yesterday and 
uh, or two days ago. And he said something about how a typical person is only in their best moment is only ever willing to accept a 5% change in the way they think. Uh, And that's on a good day. I've been trying to get my head around the three principles for uh it feels like a good couple of years now which is um that the idea of i mean i'm i'm going to get it wrong now because it's still it doesn't quite stick i i i like the concept about it's it's the whole thing about how we are not our thoughts um and there is and and how everything is really our perception and so every situation that you are in can be made tolerable or better by realizing that's just a thought or a feeling that you're having. That's not you. That's not your true experience. And some people, it's blown the doors off for them. And for others like me, I get, I understand it on a, I, I get what they're getting at, but it hasn't yet. That 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 token hasn't yet dropped into my personal pachinko machine, where I've you know, began, and maybe I just have to keep chipping away at five percent, five percent, five percent, and suddenly I'll have that awakening, just like the Scotsman, the the, the Scottish welder did, uh, when he realised this, or the is it Michael Neal who had the why aren't we awesome a talk and uh, and and talked about it and like yeah, I don't know, uh, for me like I um both. To be magnetic and Enneagram work were two of the major things that have gotten me to, um, to really solidify that concept you were just talking about, about that, the way our mind works, the, the thoughts that were, the, the, our, our train of thought is not ourselves. Um, on top of that also, a lot of Alan Watson Ramdas um, books have been. Uh, I, I really like. There's there's one concept from Alan Watts about. Um, well, he he just really helped me. He re- helped me understand that we're all God, and also that oh man, that God is a metaphor. <laughs> all, all the religious stuff that that that's supposed to be taken as metaphor, and like conceptually, I knew that. But I grew up with around so many people that took it so literally, and I'm I was just like, "What the f are you guys doing?" Like, but also I couldn't I could like everybody took it so literally, so I thought that it was supposed to be taken literally, but I could see it was a metaphor, and and that it shouldn't be taken literally, but my brain couldn't make the connection to where. Well, I can just take it liter- I can just take it figuratively. I don't have to take it literally. But my brain was still holding on to taking it literally. So I was super atheist for so long. And then I kind of like drifted into the spiritual world just being like I know that there's things that I don't understand. I know that there's things that science doesn't explain. You know, science just doesn't get it yet, you know, and and you know, there's some sort of energy connection. I believe in a collective unconscious. I understand that people can maybe not be telepathic, but like can understand each other. They can vibe. There's something more there. And uh, it wasn't until it wasn't until recently that I've I've been accepting the word God <laughs> and not being triggered by it. <laughs> but this like now I'm less like 
you know, an original translation of the word God is creation. And our bodies, our cells are literally dividing and creating constantly. We are just full of God. And like, you know, like whenever, when I was a kid and somebody would say, oh yeah, God is inside you. It's like, okay, so the big, the man in the sky is also, is like a ghost in me? Like, what the fuck? What the, what? And so... Anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have long conversations with uh, with another uh, friend uh, from across the pond uh, on this kind of stuff. And, and I think we've, yeah, the, I think the three of us are, oddly enough, at a, at a similar kind of stage, really. I think I went through my hardcore asshole atheist, uh, you know, years just being a jerk about it. Um, and upsetting people and, and, you know, I mean, not, not like maliciously, but certainly not, you know, as kindly as, as I might. Um, and then, I don't know, over the last 10 years, maybe a little more, the idea of certainty in general has been something that I've kind of rejected of just like, I, I, I'm almost made a little bit uncomfortable by, by people who are certain of something because you can't really be certain of anything. And I know that, that again, that may, that may sound a little bit woo-woo or whatever, but re- I mean, really, um, you know, again, it's, it's all perception and it's all our, how we, yeah, how we perceive things. Um, but, you know, you, you take a guard, like, how, how crazy is it to, to be definite about, you know, you, you've got the, the arsehole atheists like now Ricky Gervais, I think he's, he's now become one, uh, well, has been one for years, uh, and, 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 um, Richard Dawkins, um, I think at whose feet he sits, um, and that level of of it's not just you know the burden of proof is on you kind of thing, which is one aspect, but it's also the certainty with which they carry that belief. And yeah, I think as I get older, religiously, un- zealously, zealously un- unreligious, and that is a thing. I got I, so my other um, transatlantic, or one of my other transatlantic friends with whom I have these conversations. I got a bit, and it'll be interesting if if I'm, I might invite her to listen to this episode. I might not. We'll see. Um, we, we got a, I got a bit prickly uh, over a conversation we were having, and it was a little bit to do with a little bit to do with manifestation, a little bit to do with sort of three principles things, and an aspect to which sort of she views some of that stuff where it is as a religion it is for her she holds it with with zeal like and and you know we and and i've tried to say like that's not my experience or whatever and and you know that doesn't ring true for me or that you know that 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 isn't how the world works because i think her interpretation of it is perhaps slightly different from you know from yours or, or from others and it's it was it, i found it a difficult conversation because for her there was that certainty there was that degree of well no this is this is science and again like that's that's her science that's science that, that can be found and can be accessed and can be read but it's not you know what i can identify with and i kind of realized like a, a, just as a shower thought like this is a religion to her she has had the thing like we had. She's had, you know, Catholicism or whatever the come other to religions. Jesus moment with the, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's 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 heard the re, you know the, the 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 Jesus stuff before and rejected it, and and 
and because and, I tried to say to her is you know I think what you have is a faith what you have is and and that kind of bridled with her like she didn't really appreciate that but it's 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 that a sort of understanding again that like some beliefs are just held really you know with that zeal and okay like it might it might upset someone to call it a religion and that's fair enough because that's a big that's a big word with a big capital letter r at the beginning but it is something that you can hold with zeal and hold with certainty and like we get back to that certainty thing again and it's also about proselytizing which is one of the most (laughs) awkward words to say but you know you know that i mean you uh, will know this and and i i've been there as well my brother's been there lots of people who want to improve my life have told have, have had this experience there is nothing like the zeal of the converted oh yeah oh my gosh uh, the uh oh i mean i shouldn't i shouldn't reveal this but uh <laughs> there's um I've I've a I've a good friend that we uh we want to start making music together and um nobody take this this is this is copyrighted uh but <laughs> TM, 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 TM. TM. uh we want to call our first album the zeal of the newly enlightened yes <laughs> yeah yeah because I I definitely um uh am is super guilty of that finding a new thing having any sort of success with it and just wanting to shout it from the rooftops and that everybody know about this cool thing i've i am absolutely the same 100 percent the same um and i think it's natural and i think it comes from the best of places it does it really because does it's like this has worked for me yeah and, it and, and, and for you so too. <laughs> exactly and what's so hard is it comes back to my thing about the AI. It's like it, it the, you have your bits of this bento box of stuff that you can that that, that resonates with you, and then there's other little bits of that that you're like, oh, I, I ignore that bit. And other people are going to have those, and it might just be that the bit they go, ah, I'm not engaging with that. That might be the linchpin, you know. That might be the thing that you really connected with that helped you understand it. And yeah, it's 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 really tricky trying to help people find these things. And I think, or I think, yeah, all you can do is is sort of you. It's kind of be that person who's like, wait for them to discover it. I know, and then Man, I hate that. <laughs> I hate you've it. got to have that moment of. Oh, you discovered that, did you? Okay, well done. Like, <laughs> like okay, I've been telling you about it for three years, but you just discovered it, did you? Okay. Uh, <laughs> in the same way that the kids nowadays will be like, have you heard of this um, this sitcom on Netflix called Friends? <laughs> and it's like, it's an okay. oldie, but I like it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm glad you've just discovered it, but some of us were there 20-something years ago. Yeah. Um, we VCR'd and this you've, you've kind kid. Of, yeah, exactly. You've kind of got to wait for people, I think, to find it, and then be like, "Cool, now you're here. Let's have a chat about it. Let's let's you know let's let's get on this together." Yeah, yeah. my biggest problem is is uh, is with friends that aren't looking to work on themselves. Like I I I love working on myself and trying to find a new thing that takes me to the next level and and keep ch- chugging along at, at this and and. Then I, you know, I get something works for me, and I get excited, and I want to share it with a friend, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's that's really cool." And and then they don't, they just but, keep but doing their lives. Yeah, they yeah, it's like, but but 
it's so cool and also don't you see how this could make your life easier like you are struggling right now my dude like you're you're pushing yourself just barely to get by and then you know that's the whole reason why they can't put in that extra effort because they have putting in all of their effort to just get through the day and uh like and i i so relate i've been there before and i i often like try and think back i'm like how how did i get out of that and getting divorced that was a big that was a big help <laughs> well there's there's a there's a, a thing there about um about sort of ruptures yes uh, and and sometimes it takes it takes those ruptures to to have a realization um there's a book which is like a lot of if you'll excuse me american sort of self-help books there's a lot of not just god which is fine but there's a lot of specifically a lot of church in a lot of books that are in the sort of self-help genre, which, I, again, roll my eyes out a little. But there's a book called The Second Mountain, which talks about... It's a really interesting concept where you... For, for what, what usually happens is people live the sort of the usual life. You know, they, they do their work. They Maybe they, they get to a point where they're they're quite successful. Uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, in necessarily in terms of work, but the, you know, where, where they're quite successful and then they get to a point where they want to start giving back. And that's the second mountain. Um, and it's all about how, if you are someone who works in knowledge or like, it's, it's the time when you want to write the book. It's the time when you want to create the course. It's the time when you want to proselytize, you know, and, and spread your big idea. Um, and and it's 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 quite interesting. I, I think I'm still trying to find. I think I thought I was on it, um, and I'm not there yet. I, I you know as I, as I'm discovering, and you know to to your point about effort, like I'm I'm, I'm on this this journey or this little quest to try and not necessarily do less, but be more effortless. Yes. Um, and again, you know, there's there's people in my sphere who are like, finally, Mark, we've been saying <laughs> this for ages or whatever. Because um, I've, you know, so quick possible tangent, because we, we may talk about this uh, later. Um, but I, I've just, what's really interesting. So I, uh, I'm consolidating all of my, you know, my, my different identities and they're all going into one place. And, and so everything now is on one website. The, the hallmark of everything. Um, and it go there's stuff there that goes back to 2008. If I wanted to, there's stuff that could go back further. But some of my writing, as I discovered yesterday, is absolutely intolerable. <laughs> some of my stuff from like 2006, 2007, which I managed to find through the Wayback Machine. Oh, oh, god! I hate that version of me. Oh, really, really obnoxious. Anyway. I love all versions of you, Mark. Thank you. Someone has to. Uh, it's you and my mum. So thank you for being there. Um, <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. Wh what I discovered was I haven't changed in in twenty years um, because I was looking at stuff again through the Wayback Machine. Bits of software, you know, software products and things that I'd create. I call them products, but like software projects that I'd created that had, you know, brands and names and all sorts of stuff. I have not stopped. I, I, I have creating, coming up with ideas, executing on the thing, and then, you know, I don't know, get bored, get distracted, whatever, and on to the next thing. Um, and 
it, it was re- it was just really interesting to look at that and go, yeah, like I'm still in the same patterns, and okay, it gets me this like ridiculous archive of stuff that I can go back to and these memories <laughs> yeah. I can live or relive, but ultimately. I'm no, you know, I'm worse off than I was when I had a job. Um, I'm I'm happier. <laughs> I'm yeah, definitely, definitely happier. Definitely. definitely more content. I have way more autonomy. But I still haven't found my thing. And that's because I, you know, part of the problem is I keep looking for my thing instead of actually just. That that perfectly segues into my second piece of follow-up. <laughs> We're still in follow-up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, but before that, you mentioned The Second Mountain, and that reminds me of a book I'm actually listening to right now for the second time, which is called Falling Upward by Richard Rohr. And he is a, he's an expert in Enneagram work, and that's how I found out about him. And then I just stumbled upon um, his book called Falling Upward, which is about the second phase of life. And like the first phase of life is all about like finding relationships, finding a job, finding your place in the world. The second phase of life is to, is to go on your hero's journey, get, you know, leave home, leave the safety of that, go and do something bigger and better and grow. And um, so the, the second mountain sounds, sounds very similar in that regard. Um, but um, uh, the doing the the difficult doing that you mentioned this is this is a big thing this is a big reason why i wanted to talk to you about enneagram the enneagram and and find out what your number was and and talk to you about it because this is and i'm so excited that we're the same number because it's just gonna i don't have to go (laughs) into a whole bunch of extra stuff because this is not an enneagram podcast but um the any the nine so uh, the uh, quickly about the Enneagram, there's nine numbers. Each of them, um, th- there's, there's two separate triads of, of uh, thinking, feeling, and doing. You're either dominant or repressed in one of those two things. And so Enneagram nines, uh, the, the three, six, and nine are in this middle triangle that have the same um, repression as they do uh, their dominant center. And we, as nines, are both doing repressed and doing dominant. So uh, every, you know, everybody does things. And so if you're doing repressed, that doesn't mean you don't do anything. What it means is that you don't do the thing that you really need to be doing. Um, and what, what you're doing doesn't oh. bring in... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel seen. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, the, any, if you want to feel seen in like kind of the worst but best way, deep dive into Enneagram work because it's like whoa. Oh, I mean, I've yeah, I've got a big expensive report that I that my friend um, enabled me to to do a couple of years ago, um, and I've got to I've got to find out where it is and dive back into it because uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so a, a, a nine is doing dominant, which means we we bring in information by doing that's how we understand the world we don't the thinking and feeling are there and they support doing but it's by us actually doing that we gain knowledge gain experience understand comprehend the world um but then we don't use doing to functionally get what we're after and so we have to um, we have to do things to bring up our doing center 
and, and, and get it into something that's productive and useful for us. And for me, um, a lot of the tips that have been helpful for me have been like making, making priority lists, making, making lists and, and thinking about what is, what is it I'm supposed to, or what, what, what is it I need to be doing right now? And, or if, if you're presented with options, what is mine to do? And, um, since since we are doing dominant and doing repressed like doing is going to be a lot on our mind and it's you know the the idea of this podcast is all about doing and and what we're we're doing and and how we're doing it um i think that this is going to be uh it's it's both us not actually doing the thing but <laughs> but talking about it and thinking about it and and um feeling about it so I want to dive into that doing that is not necessarily productive. So because that that again makes me go a little bit cold. What what do you mean by cold? <sighs> again, it feels I think I'm in I'm in I'm in a point where I've done so much doing over the last few years because it's felt like control. It's felt like well, you know, in order for me to achieve you know whatever whatever it is um getting getting more business in making myself a bit more financially secure that has to involve a lot of doing and so my doing is coming up with ideas my doing is is creating brands is creating um series of things it's creating commitments and so creating commitments oh my god that's amazing yeah yeah absolutely and uh, yeah very much very much that um and for a lot of for a lot of what what I do and I because I partly I move so so quickly it's not as if I get it, it would be very easy to to read this and say you get distracted and you go on to the next thing but actually what happens is I evolve and then that that idea no longer quite serves the new evolution um and so you I end up with this with all of this doing but I think one of the things that I, if I stop and actually really think about it very few of the bigger opportunities that I've had, if any, have actually come from any of the doing. They've come from being. They've come from being in spaces. They've come from talking to people. You know, one of my biggest opportunities that, that I, I, um, I I have at the moment, you know, that I'm continuing to, to, to work with is it came from a talk I gave, which I was asked to do, not because any of my doing but because of, you know, they didn't want to know about the things, you know, the doing. Um, they wanted to know about me and my story, um, and that's what the talk was. And it just so Beautiful happened time. that I had, thank you, it just so happened that I had, you know, services there that one or two people thought might be useful. And, and so, again, you know, all of this doing, all of this creation, all of this writing, podcasting, recording, planning, thinking, worrying, uh, obsessing, um all of this debt all of this all of that really has 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 been because i find it so difficult to believe that things can happen without the doing yes that that is such a nine thing to say yeah. <laughs> such a samantha so you end up with this yeah with this unproductive doing yeah absolutely a uh, big part of 
something I've learned recently about the doing um, is w- with the Enneagram work is because we um, process the world by doing, we actually have to do those unproductive doing things to get us to understand the thing that we actually should be doing. So like uh, an example for me is, is often like, I'll, I'll make a list of all the things I need to do in the day. And, you know, it'll be like, um, all right, I need, I need to work on my house. I need to, I'm, I'm, still, I'm, I'm building a new bedroom and I got to, um, I got to feed these dogs that were dog sitting and take them for a walk. I need to um, you know, make, make myself lunch, et cetera. A few, more, a few other things. I'm like, okay, it's time for me to work on the cottage. I'm going to go out to the shed and grab a couple tools. I get to the shed and it's a disaster. There's stuff everywhere. And I'm just like, I can't find the thing. Well, obviously I need to clean to, <laughs> to be able to, get, to find the thing. And so I, I'm doing this cleaning task that was not on my list. But um, it helps me. It helps me process. It helps me prepare myself and feel better about the things that I'm doing. So I'm I'm being unproductive, but also being productive. Like I'm being productive. I'm cleaning. I, it's that's a good thing. But that's not that's not what I set myself out to do today. Um, and so I'm distracting myself from my goals. I'm I'm taking myself away from accomplishing what I'm ultimately wanting to do like finishing this bedroom is way more important than keeping the shed clean but in the in the long scheme of things but i need to do that today in order for me to get any work done on the bedroom because i need my because my brain is now not tidy because i'm thinking about the shed and how i can't find anything so it's it's sort of what what you would call uh, you, uh, what Americans call puttering, and we would call pottering. Uh, I think it's, it's it's you know there there is a there is a productivity there is a utility in that, um, and I yeah I I like that that idea of because I've I've got into that sometimes where you know if I'm working on something and the brain wants to pop up a little idea like a little Jack Russell Terrier and go hey here's a here's a thing you can do is rather than try and push that down and repress it or, or you know push it away is to note it down and actually put it somewhere so that the 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 loop is closed and so that there is actually some kind of not necessarily action there but at least you've you know recognized that idea um if I think about my to-do list, or if I think about my, uh, there's my concrete to-do list and my real to-do list, and then there's my sort of vague. I'm supposed to do this. I should. There are the things I'm supposed to put on my to-do list that are sort of over here <laughs> yeah. and wibbly wobbly yep. and wishy washy. <laughs> um, and if I think about either of those. <sighs> I just want to work on my website <laughs> and that's, <laughs> you know, and I'm very good at convincing myself that I can just do this now or no, 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 I need this for my work. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> which is, which is the biggest lie. Yeah. Um, because again, it's, it's, you know, having to remember, like I didn't, I haven't got where I am because I have a nice looking website. Um, and but it's so so hard to 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 not do that, 
and to you know edit the episode that you're supposed to edit or or, or, or register that domain name for a client or do whatever the thing is um and and I, I yeah and so what what I think is is I guess it, it's got to come down to and I think we've maybe been dancing around it a little bit is is about priorities but not in terms of that arms crossed you've got to figure out what your priorities are mister but in terms of actually gently saying well what is important to you this job over here now does not seem important but it serves this higher goal of getting more you know for me again you know being more financially secure well if i finish the jobs that i need to do then that frees me up to then do the next bit of the work that can then hopefully bring in more business or it makes sure my customer satisfaction is higher because you know like there's all these things and so uh, yeah I, I don't know whether that was where where you were thinking of, of going with this but in terms of connecting it back to what those core core priorities are like that's what we've got to do with these jobs exactly like. exactly and um not to uh overpress on my zeal of the converted but um that's that's the biggest help from to be magnetic for me is it gets you to to journal in the right way that has has really good prompts and gets you to make lists of the things that you really want and it gets you to think about what you actually need to do to get there and it and it it like they're happy for you to do long-term, um, uh, far off goals. Like I, I have the, one of my manifestations is this compound that we talked about last episode about like the, the, the big place with the buildup and the, and the resort type thing. And, and that like, that's, you know, my 10, 15 year plan, whatever, but they really want you to focus more on like six to nine months, six to 12 months, what, what can you conceivably bring in to your life? Cause, cause you can kind of get your mind around that more. You can see the steps to get there. You can, you can more easily, you know, it's only a 5% change instead of a 35% change to get to, you know, a, a big thing far off. And so it, it, uh, yeah, I love it. And that, that sort of makes me want to reconnect i think with and it, again it comes back to the the the, the bento box of ideas um i want to reconnect i think with the atomic habits book because there is something in there um that i know is that is is more than the nugget of a good idea it's like it's 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 absolutely the nucleus of of, of a great thing it's these small repeatable actions and, and don't worry about the outcome really worry about the worry about the doing but the doing in the right way worry about the setting up the habits based on the intentions that you want and just getting that um little increment over time but it, but but you know facing basing everything on your output rather than the outcome and i love all of that and i think at some point i got a little bit I think maybe lost in the implementation from his perspective, because what a lot of these books don't really go into is the assumption that they make about the life that you lead. A lot of these are written by and for people who have virtual assistants um, or their men who can go and do the men things while the women do the women things. And I'm being as 
assholely gendered as 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 I mean to in that. Um, there, you know, there there is. And you know they're often they're often fathers, uh, and they don't really talk. You know they might vaguely talk about being a better father or being a better whatever, but it's somehow all of that stuff doesn't really enter into it. Um, and they talk about these various things that you can do, and I think few of them acknowledge. Yes, but some of us also have to take like we don't have someone who can take care of our lives when you know when we're busy doing the habit stuff um we also need to do you know with these people who talk about you only have to do the things that you want to do not really i don't want to do the dishes but if i don't do the dishes the dishes won't get done i don't i don't want to clean the the poop out of the litter tray every morning but if i don't do it you, you, you know do what happens want to have cats and dishes and so yeah. <laughs> and that that's yes i like that thank you yeah it, it, that's the point that, that connects us back to the wider uh to the wider goal yes um but yeah i think i think that where i got a little jaded and where i think i need to pull back is not so much worrying about how these people implement their their idea because atomic habits is a great idea I should worry less about how he implements it with his team around him and think about, okay, how can I make it work for myself as someone who is a single person who doesn't have a VA, um, who's got a fit life around, you know, around these things. How can I make that work? And I think, again, it's back to that thing I said earlier on about like this, whether it's an AI or whatever that helps us take all of these different concepts, these, these things and just, yeah helps us tweak them so that we can build our own little bento box of of the stuff that works for us in our lives i'm so excited to see what you do with uh with ai and how because you've been you've been using it in in some really interesting ways and i'm excited to explore further in this podcast about what what and how you're making that happen because you you showed me you know the the photo of or the um the the cover art for this podcast and i had one tiny little tweak and you sent it through some ai thing and did it and, the, and you know like I, <laughs> it was just it was it was fantastic and i was like whoa how, how what like did you type in remove signpost behind letter o like what happened what did you do how did that happen and so like uh, I'm, I'm really excited to get further into that yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we should definitely sit and have a have an hour long conversation about AI because I think I think we could because we haven't got through like any of the stuff that we we're <laughs> no. going to talk about this week. So <laughs> yeah, we um, just did follow up, today. <laughs> which is which is absolutely fine. That they, they, they will move on to next week uh, or they won't. I hope they do because um, those look interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is there is some stuff there. Um, yeah, I I, I feel like the not doing is going to be more and more of a of a staple i think for me and it's coming with some guilt like and and i uh, you know i have to be okay with with that you know there's this podcast idea that i put a fair amount of work into um and recorded you know four episodes of and i've now got to figure out what i tell those people um and there's a part of me that wants to still put them out somewhere because they're useful. You could always have a limited series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, there's stuff I recorded in January for Beware of the Leopard with 
um, two internet people that I think you will know uh, that I haven't done anything with. And they will have forgotten about it by now. But maybe not. And, and also, that's not the point. <laughs> it, it was, you know, there were, there were really lovely conversations. And we just haven't been able to find the time. Not it, This one actually just isn't just on me um, to, to find the time to do them. But I think I've done so much doing with, with Bramble over the last few months with getting that on its feet and there's still lots and lots and lots and lots to do um but i think getting to yeah this point in my my uh my evolution where i'm focusing on doing less but also having to yeah deal with the guilt a little bit of the guilt of what that means um yeah it's a it's a it's a weird time <laughs> If I may be, if I may be so bold, oh please, um, and and you know, not my place and not even my ability, but I would so love to absolve you of all of that guilt, like that you have nothing at all to feel guilty for. You're doing the best you can. You're doing so much, and and it's all really great. And you don't owe anybody anything at all. Like, and I'm saying that as a question, but it's not, uh, it like, uh, the, the, our, our burden as creatives, as, as people with ideas, uh, especially people who have ideas that can also do something and that can make those ideas happen. That th that's a struggle, man, because we, we come up with so many cool things to do. Like, I still want to make a new wedding video from my wedding a year and a half ago. Like, and, it, you know, it's on my list. <laughs> it's gonna, I want to make, a, I wanna make a, a, an over uh, a, a, a vacation video from that massive trip I took. And, and I made a bunch of small ones because it was easy to do in, in, in just like on a train ride. But then now I'm back home and I want to look at all of the clips and make a big, uh, you know, video of the whole thing. And that's, it just... I want to put time into it. I want it to be good. So I want to put time into it. And there's only so much time. And you have to, you have to forgive yourself that there's only so much time and you can't do it all. And you're going to have great ideas that you can't do. And you're going to have great ideas that you're going to start and can't finish. And that's just fine. One of the things that I'm aware of as time goes on is how much time I did have that I, I, I don't really, you know... Because I, I've, I've sort of, you know, I, I'd spent time admonishing myself for not doing certain things or not doing enough or whatever, ironically enough. Um, but when I look back on some of these projects and some of the things that I did, I had way, way more free time than I do now. And some of that is... Because I, 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 as I say that, I sort of half reject it because... There is no such thing as not enough time. It's all about priorities. It's all you know. There, there is time. There is time enough to exercise. There is time enough to to plan. Um, to you know, to to make sure that the good, the right stuff is in the fridge. There is time. You know, it's it's all about the again going back to those priorities. And I think, yeah, there there is some some work to be done for me. You know, um, of of. And I tried to do this earlier in the year of going back to those core things of what do I want out of life? And then, but I think what I've got to do is actually think about it less in terms of doing 
and more in terms of i don't know what the alternative is feeling um and thinking and thinking yeah well that will be that will be something to explore next week i guess yeah uh one one quick thing that that made me think of uh, hopefully this doesn't make us go on for another hour but uh i did a i did a tbm di it was called future self and it has you think about yourself in one year in 10 years and at the end of your life and it asks you at the end of your life spot how old are you and i did this a year ago i was 37 and immediately it just felt right. I thought of myself as 87. I'm like, I'm, I'm on my deathbed. I'm just peacefully kind of fading away. I'm 87 years old. And I'm like, when I came out of it and I was like kind of processing later, I was like, that means I got 50 years left. I'm not even halfway through. And like, you know, the first, the first chunk of my life, I was a baby. The second chunk of my life, my 20s and, and, and a little bit past that, I was trapped in an abusive marriage and and stuck and like i feel like i've only been myself for a few years and i've got 50 more years i'm i'm like so excited i got all this potential to do and um i i i see that for you too like you had to go through all of those things you had to uh quote unquote waste that time in order to get here where you are or else you wouldn't be you you wouldn't have done that otherwise so um you got you got all the time in the world man oh well um <laughs> if you'd like to uh you li dear listener would like to uh, continue uh, to to stroll with us along this little journey as we figure out what we're going to do with our lives uh with with our remaining uh 50 percent of our lives um then uh, you can find us at convergencepod.com um and uh find ways to, to get in touch with us and um, as we as we move on I'm sure we'll find ways to for you to, to actually say hello um, but um, wow what what a pleasure and who knows where we'll be and what we'll talk about next week yeah hopefully something on the list There's this thing, uh, actually, Enneagram related about people who are doing repressed and counting down. Uh, but usually it's just a three, two, one go. And uh, it's just a way to kind of get you out of your out of your stuckness and be like, OK, I've been sitting here on the couch. Man, I really don't want to get up, but I got to go do the dishes and get ready for bed. Three, two, one, go. And, and then just I do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a good it's a good tactic.